Loyal listeners, if you ever wanted to get an ad-free edition of the HLS podcast, plus get a weekly bonus episode recapping the national picture, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash ndtex. Again, that is patreon.com slash ndtex. You will also get some other exclusive content in the form of posts every week as well. So make sure to join our Patreons, including new Patreons Stacy F. and Shane P., no, not not the other Shane that podcasts with me. It's a different one. But make sure you join them as well as all of our other little Patreons. Thank you all for your support. Hello and welcome to another victory edition of the HLS Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me ND Tex. And of course, you can subscribe to this little podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. Make sure to give us a follow over at twitch.tv slash Suns for whatever the postseason sim happens. And of course, you can join us at Discord at herlilsons.com slash Discord. And for at least a little bit more over a month or so, HerLoyalSons.com. With that said, I bring in Shane. Shane, we uh, decided to go ahead and roll immediately after the game, or, or rather immediately after Bedlam ended. So yeah, instant reaction time, man. Yeah, yeah. It's good to get it out of the way. Uh, I think, you know, just to also accommodate just, you know, changing schedules. You know, my wife is starting a new job. On Monday morning, and I can't be recording until fucking twelve odd <laughs> on Sunday night. Um, so I'm just trying to do that favor for her, but at the same time, like you know, it's rivalry week and the last game of Notre Dame's uh, you know regular season. It's 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 worth just getting the fresh takes while it's all you know fresh in the mind because from here on out, it's conference championships which do not apply to us. So yeah, we we get the an extra cheeseburger week as we let chaos unfold in front of us and of course if you want to hear about the chaos that happened around the nation this week uh, there was definitely some chaos we will talk about it in depth over at patreon.com slash there's few of those recap episodes left so you definitely want to get on that for your high high price of just one dollar a month oh, we're basically give, we're basically giving the content away but we're here to talk notre dame at least in this episode and 45 to 14 is your final, a very annoying 14, mostly because yeah. I had Stanford under 16 and I was not expecting to have to sweat that after the domination <laughs> that was the first half. But hey, what do you know? It's it's like after a while when you get uh, whatever string linebacker Xavier Watts is, when you finally get yeah, to that right. point in the depth chart, a tight end will take advantage of you every now and then. And, and so it was. But other than that, Shane, again, uh, the the real complaint is the touchdown streak ended. Jack Cohn made a real bad interception. But other than that, it was absolute domination by the Irish. Yeah. I mean, there's a part of me that's just kind of glad we can move on to to boredom narratives. Like, you know, touchdown streaks in the month of November, which I, I recognize sounds spoiled of me. But the truth is, is like, it's it's a fun novelty, right? But I think we were all expecting it to end. 
You know, I don't think, and I don't think anyone was 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 really like envisioning a Stanford touchdown at any moment. But that's exactly why it was going to end because you know it's Stanford and it's the last game of the season. And you know, you know how Brian Kelly, you know, just the general vibe can get once they know they're up and an unsurmountable score. It's kind of like that. You know, it just happens. And yeah, it sucks that the scores that that the streak is over. But you know, now it's like, okay, can, can we just like. Eyes on the prize, eleven and one. See if we shake out to get into a spot. Now, can we just focus more on that? Because I can tell you who was definitely going to end the fucking streak is whoever we played in the semifinals. If we sneak into the playoffs, so right, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, <laughs> let's not let's not give extra fodder to that broadcast and experience and the psychological <laughs> game of being at that level. Let's just get it over with fucking Stanford, who we know we're going to pace, which they did. It's fine. Yeah, they paced it. Uh, there, there were a couple hilarious moments though uh, regarding the the shutout and uh, well, what was a short lived shutout at least in the first half and and the touchdown streak, which looked like it ended in the first half until Stanford yeah. made a beyond stupid clipping penalty. Basically, <laughs> I've, I've never seen somebody get get called for that because they got. I mean, he he definitely torpedoed towards the knees of a defender. It's just like why why are you doing that? You're not Navy. Yeah, and and it honestly, wouldn't have even caught up to the play with the way it was drawn up and designed. But whatever, it was hilarious. Even more so because it was actually a fun play call. You had a wildcat yeah. with I I uh, I don't know if that was a receiver or fullback or whatever was in there, but he fakes a pitch and then rolls out and tosses it to a wide open receiver. I'm like, oh okay, well if that's the way it ends, sure, whatever. Sure. And then whatever. it didn't, and it was hilarious. And then David Shaw decided to call timeouts at the end of the first half like he's got a fucking chance at the game to kick a 59-yard field goal, which had the distance, had but the distance amazing, wide right? left. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, but no. Yeah, it was not to be. Yeah, absolutely hilarious on a few different fronts there. So, I mean, I thought that there was some chance we would be able to get through all of November. Look, even Georgia, as much as because they have similar narrative, boredom narratives going of, well, they don't give up touchdowns, blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, they gave up two touchdowns in a game that they won by fucking 50 points. That's basically where Notre Dame is at. The broadcast was... Breaking down push-up techniques of uh, like maybe a six or eight-year-old or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Brock Heward <laughs> took time to talk shit about a, about a seven-year-old's <laughs> lack of push-up technique. Mind you, no one I think that has ever been picked up to do air push-ups has ever successfully planted their palms and reached full arm extension while people are bouncing you up and down. That's just not how that fucking works, Brock. Yeah, can we, can we I calm mean, down? There, there is always some attempt of a little pushback, especially when you get to the higher numbers. It needs to happen; yeah. otherwise, you yeah. just got a bunch of tired people underneath you. But that's basically the status of where the game was. And so we just got to find shit to talk about. Oh, hey, the leprechaun does better pushups than this fucking kid in the stands. It's where we were. I would at. hope so. Yes, it was pretty great. I I enjoyed it. Uh, it, enjoyed being able to to watch. I, I I very much you know like you said, Shay, getting spoiled by the fact that. Able to kick back, watch a game, know that it was not in doubt. The fact that the only thing that made me sweat a little bit was an extra bit of degeneracy on my side. But that was really it. And I ended up winning that too. And it was yeah. it was very clear that Notre Dame was the better team. They were fighting over Notre Dame. And kudos to Fox for putting just absolute dickhead graphics like last rushing play by tyler buckner 33 yards stanford no, last, team rushing 35 <laughs> yeah 
It was literally like the the Notre Dame. The they they made it. They made a good sport out of demonstrating just how bad Stanford had kind of become, uh, and certainly versus what Notre Dame had achieved. Uh, you know, in in going eleven and one, they're 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 on the fucking Fox broadcast being like, "This has been a fun." season for notre dame fans and it's like what the fuck channel am i watching um i honestly think it was like some passive aggressiveness that these folks got roped into a weekend game in fucking prime time even if it's five o'clock over in california like fuck really this is how we got to spend our evening is watching this bullshit and you can feel like like, going homer yeah (laughs) and and you could feel that it's like we're just going to be passive aggressive about this because stanford sucks so bad like all up and down it wasn't a homer broadcast but it was very much of well if you're going to make us do this barely anybody's watching but notre dame fans and the two stanford fans that didn't go to the game so let's have fun with it and they did as well it was enjoyable it was enjoyable obviously it was a it was just it was a beatdown. It was uh, they, they they definitely made a point to be uh, to drive home the fact that Michael Mayer is unstoppable. Uh, they, <laughs> Michael Mayer killed a man. <laughs> yeah, Michael Mayer absolutely also slung a safety into oblivion. Uh, I know his body remained on the field, but his soul is long gone. Uh, yeah, I, I, Kyron Williams kind of you know trying trying to do you know physical tough man shit out there on the field. Uh, Braden Lindsay seems to really really enjoy running on that shit fucking turf. That was just up in the air more than it was on its own ground. That 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 field is just a. This is why we had sport. field turf, y'all, because it, our field was a, far worse than that when it was grass. It is a fucking travesty to look at now on TV. Honestly, like in 2021, to see this 1950s lack of attention, no effort grass in Stanford Stadium, like of all places, like you're gonna tell me you don't know how to take care of the grass. This is definitely a, you don't want to. You don't you don't right. give a shit. <laughs> the the absolute perfect ideal conditions Get in Northern California to fucking yeah. grow grass and you don't want to do it. Like no, people in probably, Arizona have figured it out to have natural they, grass wheeled in and out and you're just not even giving a shit. I suspect they regularly and purposefully flood the fucking field and they're the reason why there's like why there's like water usage effects for the entire state is because of that stupid ass campus. There's no way that that grass is just like that. It, I, I don't know, man. It just I, I, every time I'm watching people just slide and skid on it, you know, Kevin Austin not be able to jump vertically because his foot slipped out halfway through his jump or, you know, Braden Lindsay slipping and not turning the corner, which had when he clearly had a chance to juke out his last defender and score a touchdown. You know, just shit like that. It's like I was almost like that was what that's why the Tyler Buckner touchdown was like so impressive to me. I was like that dude just like burned everybody through mud. He just right. basically made it made everyone who look like who are people who play on this field at home and practice on this field regularly look like they've never played on it before. Um, so I'm really hopeful for that. But yeah, it's just that was a distracting element, but otherwise a good win. Yeah, and and we had other speaking of Buckner, he had one where it, it was a third and long play and they just said fuck it run QB draw and he just <laughs> trucks it, dude. I mean, didn't get the first down. Knew Not he wasn't going to get the first down. But instead of making the business decision, he just decided to punish somebody, which has got yeah. the absolute best reaction from the sideline. I mean, there were just so many people murked on Stanford. It's like, oh, you want to manball it? Fine. We're sure, going to find fine. reasons just to bury you. Whatever we can. And and I enjoyed that immensely. Uh, you know, there's there is a couple comments of, uh, you know, why... Man, this isn't like vintage Stanford. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. This is definitely vintage Stanford. 
This, this is, is the fine early 90s, early 2000s yeah. vintage of the T when you saw him in NCAA, you already marked it up as a win and you were trying to do like what Notre Dame was in the first half. Just be as dominating as humanly possible. It was very much a, it, and I loved, you know, with Frox bringing up the dickhead stats because that's kind of how you would approach it in those games. You were making yeah. it fun with some other assorted challenge. And that's what yeah. they were doing. It's like, let's just bring up stats. I'm like, thank you so much for like promoting Notre Dame to the playoff committee without us even having to. I love it. It was great. Yeah. It's that kind of game where if you're playing this in NCAA, you're like, I'm going for 15 sacks. It's going to happen. We're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, I don't give a fuck who on the line is doing it. We're going to do it. Um, yeah. yeah it, it, it just, it was just a lopsided. And again, there isn't much to glean from like oh what does this mean like what how dominant is Notre Dame but it's like uh, just bear in mind again that, like you know Georgia scored 45 points they blanked Georgia Tech but so did Notre Dame they took care of that Notre Dame then scored 45 points in their in their endeavor you know Alabama is probably gonna be they're not gonna be punished punished but they're not gonna be the square number three over Cincinnati anymore. Now they're going to be the, ah, this Georgia game may get ugly. Yeah. Two, two loss <laughs> Alabama know. doesn't seem as appealing anymore to say the right. least. Right. Two, two loss, you know, I would call it two and a half fucking loss Alabama because that going to four overtimes against a six hit five Auburn team is like, what, what, what is that math? Trying, trying to restrain myself. We're for resisting. The, the, pay, We're the paying resisting. Patreon members over at patreon.com slash NDT. But all I'm saying is, you know, all I'm saying is like at, at this point now is like the, the data point isn't screaming anything that we didn't already know, but you know, it's still like everyone at the, at the very least that watched this game, all, all 14 people in the stands and, <laughs> and 200 families at home. My God, what a terribly attended game this was. Those people at least got to see that, you know, that Notre Dame isn't, isn't fucking around. That, that, yeah. they're, they're, they are a dominant team. I mean, if you want uh, some things to nitpick about, uh, the havoc on Stanford's side was a little bit more than you would like. Uh, nine tackles for loss, two of those sacks. Uh, hilarious. This is the hilarious part. They had 29 total yards on those TFLs. Notre Dame had six, but had five more yards on TFLs with 34. Wow. <laughs> Which, I mean, just okay. shows you, like, Notre Dame didn't get as many, but, man, they made it count, and... There was like a lot of little one and two yard losses, but no, I mean Notre Dame was gobbling people up. Um, you had Adamiola with a gorgeous strip sack fumble and picking up his own, and you could tell like there was this half moment where everybody else around him was like, maybe we scoop and score this, and then he's like, no, mine, no, uh, nope, my 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 must have it back. Adamiola's the Adamiola's both were dominant. Each had a sack. That you know you had the strip. Uh, the, the force fumble, the recovery, they had like, what was it, eight, nine tackles combined or something like that. I mean, like they, they, they fucked people up all day. It was, it was, it was quite the showing for the twins. And this is funny because like just earlier in, in the week, there were podcasts where they were asking about like who would be returning in the coming season. And one, and the speculation from one podcast was that one of the Adam, Adam Yellow twins would be invited back and the other wouldn't just for number six. And I'm starting to sit there and wonder, uh, Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. I, I yeah, I don't either. Uh, because they mm. they both showed out. Uh, mm -hmm. you're, you're basically taking the one of the sacks away for today, and, and potentially one of the fumbles. I just I just don't see any reason why, if neither is looking to leave, why you would 
know, yeah, that's that, that seems odd. But you know, we we are uh, we're in good problem to have status as far as that goes. Sure. sure. Uh, to to be able to say oh, I don't know about that, and then know that well, even if they did, there's enough yeah. talent back behind them. I'm really hoping the linebacking core is able to get some fucking rest and get healthy. They're on their yeah. last fucking legs right now, and and that's really where I mean, one touchdown given up. That was obviously defense on short field with Cone just thinking he can throw a bullet through everybody and that he can't possibly get baited by a Stanford defender, which he did. And did. and then short field, they, they got a TD. And then you got the uh, tight end just getting a little bit loose on Xavier Watts, taking one of the worst angles known to mankind. Yeah, Thankfully, it doesn't matter because Notre Dame scores 45 points. So fuck it. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, some other hilarious moments in here. Uh, Kyron Williams, uh, not knowing that any motion with your hands will count as a fair catch. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. But what are you doing? I I'm certain he he his arms did the thing where it's like they're going before his brain was ready, and then his brain really tried to bail in a way that he could sell it because he he started all his, he had his arms at like a 45 degree angle by the time he started to split them apart and make it seem like he was just being like oh no my balance sorry no dude you you swung your arms from resting position <laughs> to an upward position. Even if it's like two inches, bro. Like, come on now. You did was, both I was, arms. <laughs> I was saying, get out of the way. Get out of no, the way. No, you Wait, fucking weren't. Any, anybody buy this? No? 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 Oh, shit. No. Oh, uh, but we <laughs> also had uh, non-Mackey Award finalist Michael Mayer becoming the all-time leading reception leader in Notre Dame history. Um, you end. also had Takis after not being able to get his touchdown last week. Tommy Rees and company making it a point. And the dis- MQ had a great tweet. It's like, I have never seen an act of bigger disrespect to an opponent than forcing yeah. your third string tight end to, tight end to get a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. They were just like, okay, you can't stop us. And we have a, we have a mission. Oh, look, mission accomplished. No problem. Unchallenged. <laughs> Absolutely great. Yeah. I a fun matchup. I still found a reason to hate David fucking Shaw uh, with, with him being a dick at the half. Uh, but, man, he, he is just, I don't know what the hell he's doing with Stanford besides running their ass into the ground. Again, you got Emmett Smith's kid, and you can't <laughs> put together a They're functional line. How many rushing yards did they end up with? Uh, let's see. The total rushing yards that they ended up with. Let me click back to it. 55 total yards. Fifty. Five. God damn. Now, I know they were making and not really a big deal on the broadcast. Or they were more of uh, trying to say, hey, look, the rushing defense has improved. Well, yeah, but that's because Jack Cohn decided just to sling the fucking ball around for 341 yards. So yep. the improvement was, oh, they only, only gave up 168 rushing yards. Yeah, we weren't <laughs> just, trying. Yeah, pay <laughs> pay attention. Don't pay attention to the other side of the fence there. But, like, when you got the true freshman quarterback burning your ass, and there were some other big runs that ended up getting called back. Uh, and you also get Kyron Williams, again, you know, I know with stats and everything, non-doke, semi-finalist even which just blows my mind Ridiculous. he gets two touchdowns he gets 74 yards he is also he shoved he made sure cone got a touchdown as he basically he broke him in push, half push to him. shove him over the line <laughs> yeah yeah i just just fun shane i i enjoy games like these to where 
anything you really point out is nitpicky or it's like you have something like Bo Bauer getting kicked out for targeting. Like, dude, what are you doing? Come on. Yeah, that was like excessive savagery. You know, like they call it like unnecessary roughness. Like this is a ne- that was a next level because that I mean, he was clearly stopped. He was clearly down. And Bo, I feel like I've seen, I felt that what he felt, he just felt like he's still moving. I must end it. <laughs> you know, he just had a, an unnecessary murder trigger about him, and and he just launched. I mean, thankfully he he had the wherewithal to move his head out of the way, but. He launched right with his shoulder directly into a downed uh, running back or, or really a catching a receiver. So it's just like th- that one you earned it. Uh, thankfully, he did it right at the end of the half. Yeah, no so joke, technically, right? Technically, he's still <laughs> eligible next game, but Jesus. Pete, Pete Sampson trolling is like, at least this happened in the second quarter. So he won't miss the first half of Notre Dame semifinal of the game. playoff game. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, damn. He went there. Oh man, yeah. Uh, and yeah, man, it was the joy of HD TV and 4K mm-hmm. is you know that you can see somebody about to make a bad decision, and if you look in there, like I, I don't know how I caught this, just fucking random. But Bo Bauer, you could see him screaming before he goes forward. <laughs> like, well, there, there, there might have been some intent there that you were trying to kill him. <laughs> he was trying to murder somebody. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so much fun. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it's weird that this is what the recaps turn into, but when you play crappy teams and you take care mean, of business, yeah. it's what it is, man. It's not that it's what it's turned into. It's just really, this is what the schedule has yielded. I mean, at this point, you know, it's, it's hard to not, to not broach the national narrative in trying to discuss the interesting aspects of what this game means, because that's essentially the only interesting aspect of what this game is. It's like, okay, so Notre Dame kicked their ass. Did, were, were we expecting it? Yes. Did they do so soundly? Yes. Was it ever in doubt? No. Uh, did Jack Cohen, or was there any cause for doubt, concern, or, or is there any signs of, of needs for improvement moving forward? No, not really. So there isn't much to, like, draw from 45 to 14 it's more so like okay so now then zooming out one level 11 and one that that's kind of where it goes because what else is there to fucking to parse you know stanford's trash end of discussion right yeah <laughs> uh i think now we're, we're gonna have to dismount from game recap and get into the the very fun part about prognosticating about notre dame's future in these next okay. couple of weeks We'll do that right after we take care of a little podcast business. And folks, of course, podcast business means homefieldapparel.com. And those mad lads have launched one heck of a competition, a big new Saturday extravaganza that is their Black Friday competition as well. So the deal is, is that the winning team gets a limited edition pair of joggers to kick off 2022. Notre Dame, at the time of this recording, is in second place to Tulane. Tulane, being a group of five school, actually gets some weighted bonuses that they're not revealing, so it's some kind of secret BCS computer stuff that they're going on, Shane. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the good news, though. If you want to push Notre Dame up the rankings, you're like, but Tex, I've already used Loyal Sons for 15% off. I've I've already shot that bullet. Guess what? 
20% off the entire site until Monday. I'm releasing this podcast on a Sunday afternoon. So if you're listening to this to a, on a Monday, go to homefieldapparel.com. Get on it before time runs out. If you're listening to this on a Tuesday, what the hell are you doing? There's only a few of these podcasts left. Yeah, you need, You should have been on it much, much sooner. But anyways, yeah. homefieldapparel.com. You'll love the designs. Most comfortable stuff that you will ever wear. Amazing hoodies. Great, great designs for any college football fan in your life. All kinds of schools available there at homefieldapparel.com. All right, Shane, like I said, we'll go into more detail on how some of this stuff happened, but we at least need to broach some of the results. The biggest Mm. one is Michigan beats Ohio State immediately changing a lot of the assumed calculus of Ohio Mm -hmm. state being number two because of their impressive win against Sparty. So that that's a weird little transitive circle going on in the big 10 East and (sighs) Alabama. I'm going to try not to, I'm going to, okay, there's a deep breath. I'm not going to rant yet. That's for the paying customers. Alabama barely, and I mean barely, survives at Auburn in a multiple overtime game. <laughs> Two-point conversion, one more than Auburn in four overtimes is, is how that went down. But because of that, you have you know things getting a little bit mixed up. Uh, Oklahoma State survived Bedlam in some oddly officiated final minutes, I think is the yeah, best Yeah, <laughs> loosely is the best way to put it. In, in, in- in that they were mostly not engaged at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, look, maybe a Big 12 champ hops Notre Dame, but maybe we have multiple two loss champions because on the other side of the coin in the Big 10 is Iowa, of all teams, facing Michigan. Yeah. Oklahoma yeah. could, well, actually, no, it would be Baylor. It is Oklahoma State it, and Baylor. It is Oklahoma State and Baylor. So now things could get a little bit dicey and weird there. Yep. And uh, the Pac-12 has already written themselves off. Oregon clinched that. And you have the SEC as well with Bama. Now, two lost Bama was the automatic assumption would get in. I don't know if that's so automatic anymore, but we'll see what the committee says. You know, they'll probably yeah. come up with whatever bullshit excuse they want to this upcoming week. And of course, in the American Cincinnati's got to survive Houston. A lot of things right. up in the air, Shane, a lot of things in doubt for sure. Notre Dame's going to move up at least one spot. We mentioned that we could see them trolling and putting Notre Dame four. I don't know if they're going to do that. As funny as it would be, I don't think they're going to do it, Shane. Okay, so here's the thing. Now now we're in a position where we have to shuffle the deck and we have to weigh mm-hmm. what 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 things mean or how how much things should penalize uh, or, or reward uh, these teams. So uh, Michigan State, let's start there. So Michigan State was number seven when Ohio State waxed the fucking floor with them, but they were number 22 or 21 when they beat Michigan, who was not quite that highly ranked at the time. So like timing mattered, but essentially Ohio state got timing credit for Michigan state. Yes. Okay. They got extra timing credit because Michigan state happened to climb up to number seven at the time. And Ohio state was just kind of teetering on that number five because they had kind of snuck their way back up from their humbling loss to Oregon by then. So they got an extra bump to number two, an extra overreaction to number two. But now 
they lost to a number five Michigan team. And, you know, there's going to be some weighing of the oh Michigan State result versus Ohio State's win. But essentially, Michigan being number five, I think what's going to happen potentially is that Ohio State is going to be overcorrected in terms of how far they drop again. It's, it's almost as if to say, like, yeah, we were really bullish on this offense, but we've been kind of doing the la-la-la, I'm not listening, when everybody's <laughs> saying Ohio State's defense isn't that great, right? Like, you can kind of right. tell. Like, they've just been there. I don't shut the fuck up. I've seen this offense. They're great. It's like, okay, all right, we'll see. Well, Michigan State, Michigan ran all over them. That's essentially all it took was a sound running attack, and Ohio and, State fucking crumbled. And a pass rush that they couldn't stop either. Yeah, and Aiden Hutchinson, one player, 97. End of discussion. So I think what's going to happen is Ohio State, is at minimum going to be four, probably five. Like, that's like the, the the lowest drop. They could go to four or five, right? Just because it's, you know, stupid shuffle. I think Michigan goes up to two uh, just after this week. Uh, Cincinnati didn't do enough to be, like, resoundingly still better than what we just saw Michigan do. That's, that's I think that's going to be the argument. Is like the weight of, did Cincinnati hold position or did Michigan convincingly vault forward you know what i'm saying which which was which was heavier so i think right. michigan will get more credit michigan will go to two i think cincinnati holds strong at three in that spot and then then it's the discussion of like okay so now alabama is floating in this nebulous doubt space against recently wounded ohio state now circling the globe around ohio, oklahoma state who gets a bit of a bump that's now teetering around Notre Dame, who's nearby. So it's like those, these four now exist in a completely different realm of like, they're all looking at the same four spots, but they're all kind of being evaluated entirely fucking differently, right? For different reasons and different timing. Right. Alabama's being evaluated for, they did the job, but oh my God, dude, they look like shit. Okay. Right. Notre this Dame's- was after Arkansas giving them a scare too the week before. Now all exactly. of a sudden you, you start looking at it and it's like, hmm. This Alabama team wasn't the Alabama team we assumed. Were, were we wrong here? You, you might yeah. have a little bit of that going on, and there's already some of it happening because they punished Bama last week by dropping them down to three. Yeah, so I think Alabama's going to get that evaluation. They they did the job, but, man, I have a lot of doubts about it. They've been humbled by two teams that I did not expect to humble them. Notre Dame, they're being evaluated in the, oh, well, I mean, who did they really play? Yeah, they're 11-1. and one. Yeah, they belong up here. But who did they really play? Who did they really play? Blah, blah, blah. It's always going to be that, that discussion. They're going to be evaluated on that. Then you have Oklahoma State where it's like, how valuable is that win over number 10 Oklahoma right now? Like, how much are we willing to shift them up for it today? Or do we want to wait for them to beat Baylor? And then we'll be like, go on in. Walk on in, guys. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're going to get a little bit of treatment of that because it's still the Big 12, and there's still a little bit of perception bias. So if you're asking what, what I expect in terms of, I'm going to give you one through eight just in that scenario. Oh, okay. That's more than I thought I was going to get from you in yeah, that I, question. I, because I think you have to, right? It's it, it, it involves a lot of shifting specifically for those eight teams, right? I think you have to. You, obviously, Georgia's number one. Michigan's number two. Cincinnati's number three. I think in this situation, Alabama stays at number four because they deserve it, right? They okay. won. That's, you know, that's the most important job. Notre Dame is at number five, okay, because they did their job. Oklahoma State 
will be at number six. Now, I understand that Oklahoma's not moving up, quote-unquote. They're not vaulting Notre Dame for beating a number 10 team, whereas Notre Dame did the job against a shit Stanford team. I just don't think they're going to penalize Notre Dame for, for existing yet. I just don't think they want to. You know what I mean? I just don't think they want to. I know they're, they're, they're going to want to keep intrigue at the very least, right? You, you, yeah. Because it's because it's caused so much discussion on every single. It was mentioned in every damn game, every pregame show. Lee Corso was stumping for Notre Dame. Like I said yeah, earlier, yeah. Manuel Acho was stumping for him too. Like it, it creates a buzz, positive and negative. So they're yeah. not going to rule them out in any way, shape, or form next week. They're going to try to find a reason to at least keep them in striking distance. So I completely agree with you on that. Yeah, it just it just doesn't feel like they're 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 trying to push them out yet. You know, they're 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 just going to keep them around. I know Oklahoma State deserves credit for that, but then it, you have to also consider that Baylor then also won, right? So mm-hmm. they get they get to kind of like hold steady and walk up, and then I think they're at number eight. Will is where Ohio State will fall. At this point, you know, I think it's it's a safe you're at an arm's distance away. You can't really do much. Stop talking to us about the playoff. You know, get out of here. You know what I mean? It's I I think they deserve to be kind of at that at that tier of like, let me tell. Let's let's see what New Year's six you guys end up at. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they only have one loss. And that's what you also got to shuffle around that within the one loss teams. Yeah, you can. And basically eight, if I'm. Looking at things, eight would probably will have now two losses. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay, I'm yeah. looking. See, this is the problem with looking at rankings from last week. <laughs> I see right. the it's one. Like, it's like so we have we have a we'll have a ten and two Baylor and a ten and two Ohio State, but a ten right. and two Baylor coming off of a win that's going to now go to the championship game. So regardless, that number six and number seven situation of Oklahoma State and Baylor that I'm projecting will have to resolve itself no matter what. Right. Somebody's going to be excused, and then Notre Dame will have an excuse to either stay where they are. Or slide forward, or 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 be knocked back. Should it be Oklahoma State that convincingly, like either one of them, I think that that's that's kind of the conundrum. There is that that number five spot is tenuous if Oklahoma State and Baylor are six and seven because I, they have to beat each other, right? And I think that in that moment, the the committee would say ah, that's more valuable than what Notre Dame sat at, right? And uh, they may sneak past. Yeah, so here, here's what I see next week, and then I'll, I'll mention the the no-brainer scenarios that Notre Dame hits the playoff. Uh, it'll be Georgia, obviously, staying at number one. Um, I, I actually don't think Michigan jumps all the way up to two, though I could be okay. wrong there. Um, uh, and uh, I honestly don't know if Alabama slides up. I almost think this is the time they make a statement and say, okay, Cincinnati's up there at two. Because they're undefeated, okay. everybody else keeps sucking or fucking losing at this point. So you went twelve and zero. Congratulations, beat Houston or you're out. Uh, you know, okay. At that point, two and three is not that big of a deal because I think they keep uh, Alabama at three and they move mm-hmm. Michigan up one to four, uh, mm-hmm. which puts Notre Dame at five. Then you have Oklahoma State, Baylor, and then whatever at the end of it. Now, as far as uh, because everybody you know now brings it up, how, what is what do we need to root for for Notre Dame to get into the playoff? Well, if this is what you need to know, like the absolute simple no-brainer decisions is you want as many two-loss champions as humanly possible. That yeah. is going to make life super super easy. Now, the exception to this rule is 
well, but it wouldn't be a two-loss champion. You need Georgia to hold serve because if Alabama right. comes up and bites Georgia in the ass, uh, that completely shuffles all of this upside down because now you have the very real possibility of two SEC teams making the playoffs because uh, when you're the committee, how do you punish Georgia for being dominant no, yeah, all I think season? You have to. Yeah, they you can't keep them out no matter yeah, what. So I think so they're not going to keep them out. And then if Alabama wins and they only have one loss, well, oh shit, you can't take them out for beating the number one team in the nation. That's the doomsday scenario. That has a lot of teams that are on the outside looking in, looking all the way the hell out. So you don't want that to happen. Number one, Georgia's got to win. Beyond that, you want hilarity to happen everywhere everywhere else. You want Iowa to beat Michigan. You want Baylor. Yes as a two-loss champion in the Big 12. Those are the two things you really want, either or, because if that happens, that makes room in the top four for somebody. And the more that happens, so basically the idea is that if Georgia holds serve, you hope that Alabama is now seen as not worthy of the top four. So that takes that opens up a space. If Baylor wins, well, then Oklahoma State's not jumping you. So don't have to worry about that. And then if Michigan loses, well, you don't have to worry about that either. Now, of course, you got Cincinnati hanging around. I honestly don't know. If you want if you want to know uh, who you should cheer for there, I don't know what helps more, to be honest with you. Because if Neither Cincinnati right. loses, you now make the committee make the difficult decision of what to do with the one-loss Cincinnati over a one-loss Notre Dame. And I think shit gets really, really, yeah. really messy in that situation. It's in my opinion, it's much easier if you have the undefeated and stay undefeated because that is two solid slots. And you really don't want you don't want humans. You don't want 13 people having to think about things too hard. You want the decisions to be easy for them. The harder the decisions are, the more that's going to screw Notre Dame over. Now, all that being said, the whole 13th data point is a load of horse shit. It is yeah. not there to boost a strength of schedule i'm actually going to take some time and when championship week comes out the hls account is going to fire off a 13th data point tweet for all these teams that played fucking fcs patsies alabama fucking played mercer and new mexico state man (laughs) like fuck off with all this i know the teams we were playing weren't great but jesus we were at least trying to schedule People with pulses. They're power five teams. It yeah. went like that. And I know Baylor's got some the bodies in there. So does Oklahoma State, Georgia as well. So that, that'll be a fun little thing to throw out there uh, that Notre Dame fans will be happy with. But at least that's the way I see it as far as what you need to cheer for for Notre Dame to get in the playoff. Now, as far as how should I feel about Notre Dame being in the playoff or not, that's fully up to you. Me, I don't care. This is such a house money season from here yeah. on out. This was a rebuilding year. We went fucking 11-1. and one. Remember eight wins? Remember that? <laughs> yeah. I had, I had a nine-win over ticket. Yep. And that was raising up. I, I didn't jump on it early enough. I should have had it at eight and eight, eight and a half. Uh, yeah. And yeah, remember the SP plus projecting seven and a half wins, seven and a half fucking wins. Yeah, th- this wasn't supposed to happen in any way, shape or form. The 10 and two was supposed to be a damn. That's a good season. And you really look back at the season and you just wish the Cincinnati game hadn't happened in week three when Notre Dame was still trying to figure out who they were. 
and what the offensive line needed to look like. So, look, it sucks. Notre Dame, that is the one thing Notre Dame should have done to really improve their playoff chances was to not lose that game. But it is what it is. So now the chips fall where they may. And this schedule, because too many teams sucked too bad, and it's not Notre Dame's fault. They scheduled a lot of Power 5 teams. There's nothing you can do about it. So because of that, you lost your one marquee game. Now you're at the mercy of everybody else. Now, thankfully, there's a lot of chaos that's been going on. So you're not at uh, like absolute mercy. There's a lot of good things that can happen. But honestly, if Notre Dame ends up five after everything goes down because of a Big 12 champ jumping us, I mean, obviously, we'll stump for them. We want to see Notre Dame go to the playoff because it's better for the program. But if we don't make it, whatever. I honestly don't care. And if you're like hopping in mentions and stuff, like I love you, but if you want me to get mad about, oh, well, they should have performed better against Stanford and not given up 14 points or blown out by more, sure. But here's the fact of the matter. Auburn failing to beat Alabama hurt Notre Dame's chances worse than Notre Dame not putting up a 50-burger and shutting out Stanford. Yeah, man. Just the Uh, fact of it. it. it's just what we always said this entire season since the beginning. It's like I don't, I, I don't want, I, I personally don't want any part of the playoff. I don't, I don't want to play Georgia. I don't want that. I, I, I mean, I know that maybe like, oh, not striving for a high enough goal, not, not, not being in line with the team. But I'm a fucking fan. I'm, I'm, in, I'm entitled to whatever level of desire of achievement I, I want. You know, for, for just to witness. I, I'm not, I'm not engineering it. I'm not sitting in the locker room sabotaging or encouraging a team towards a win or a loss. Like I'm just sitting here hoping they don't get embarrassed. That's really all I give a shit about. Right. So at the end of the day, they go 11 and one and yeah. Okay, great. They're in the playoff discussion. I fucking love that. Recruiting fucking loves that. It works. It's clearly working so far on the recruiting trail. So it's doing the job, but you know, every you're tell me- conference championship game is going to mention Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. So, and if you're, if you're telling me that like, you want to see them in the playoff because that means you like oh they're they're closer to a championship. But it's like I mean sure if 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 fate sl- like slides them in, I'm not gonna sit there and and you know and boohoo it, and I'm not gonna sit there and poo poo it either. I'm not gonna be like ah they don't belong. I'm just gonna I'm gonna bear witness to whatever happens and and enjoy it along the way. But if they fucking end up number five at the end, if they get the old TCU treatment. You know, and and they just get booted for existing and not doing enough. And at the same time, I'm just gonna sit there and be like, okay, great. Maybe maybe somebody will convince the Michigan Bowl thing situation to happen or something. Maybe maybe you know maybe somebody will uh, I don't know uh, maybe we'll be able to avoid the 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 remnants that are left of angry Alabama in the bowl season. That's all I'm hoping for. You know what I'm saying? Like that's all I'm gonna worry about. I've never said I've never been concerned with the playoff, dude. Don't don't come at me and say like. You know, oh, me, me celebrating the fact that Stanford is a piece of shit today, it has nothing to do with the fact that it's bad for the schedule. I don't give a fuck, man. I, I just love hating shit teams sometimes, you know? I <laughs> Especially love that a shit. team that's given us so many headaches, coached right. by a walking penis and David Shaw. Exactly. Coached <laughs> by such a hateable person. It's like, let me just hate them. It doesn't, I don't give a fuck what the implications are because I've never wanted that. You know, I've never wanted the 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 to, to be involved in the playoffs so that that's not the goal at the end of the day i just want to see them succeed and if they end up there great if not also great yeah and i it's it's one of those things where uh, overall like if you ask me which one i would prefer i obviously want to be in the playoff like i don't want any part of georgia either deep down 
But I also want to take a shot at him because I'm stupid and I'm ready to be hurt again. Like, it's, it's just the way it, it goes. And I know every single player in that locker room, the people that actually matter in the coaching staff, in the locker room, they want that shot. And that's all that matters to me. I have selfish reasons because I'm like, you know what? It'd be great to get that big bowl game monkey off of our back because yeah. this year, unlike many other years, the New Year's Six potential matchups are actually kind of fucking banger right now that Notre Dame can end up with. Like, there's yeah. a lot of great fucking options right now. We just talked about the Big 12. Either Baylor mm -hmm. or Oklahoma yeah. State would be very interesting of a matchup because they're very un-Big 12-like in a lot of ways with how they play yeah. football. Like you said, you could get the angry ghost of Alabama out of nowhere. And boy, wouldn't that be something if we snap the bull streak against Alabama of all fucking teams. Yeah, that'd be amazing. You got Michigan hanging around out there. Mm -hmm. They're in the driver's seat for the playoff. But we have seen funny shit happen to Michigan before. And yeah. if Iowa knocks them out of contention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could catch them. There, there's a lot of funny things that could happen. You could you could also catch you could also catch a revengeance against Ohio State in a bowl game. You know the, the you Jalen could. Smith the, the 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 revenge for Jalen Smith's knee. <laughs> absolutely, that's that's absolutely awesome. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean that's that's really the situation that's that's going on. I know it's, I'm not mad. I seem to be it. repeating the same thing it. over and over. But honestly, Shane, I I am floored. We are in this situation right now. I was full well expecting. It's like, yeah, you know, it would be great if we go 10 and 2. I think we could we could go undefeated, but I know realistically mm -hmm. this unproven team is going to drop two. And yeah, one will be right. in frustrating, mind-numbingly, what the fuck happened? And I thought at for a certain point in time, I had a heart attack that it was going to be fucking Toledo that was going to oh, do God. it to us. Yeah, it looked like it, too, for a minute. <laughs> I mean, that's where we went from, oh, dear God, we got to bench this guy because Toledo nearly beat him, too. It was close. Wow, can we, get, can we find a way in the playoff? And, and it being a more realistic option week after week after week, so... Just let it play out. Enjoy yep. this. You get to let everybody else beat each other up while you basically take a bye week and everybody mm. has to play a really tough game and you don't because everybody else decided to suck around you. So there yeah. it is. Just do your job. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I mean, I know it's a shorter episode, but Shane, I honestly got nothing left. Yeah, no, it's a, look, I don't think you need to force... You know, we don't have to force content down y'all's throats first and foremost. But honestly, like, we, we, we all know where we're at. We all know what we're looking at. And at the, at the end of the day, all we can do from here on out is observe and spectate. So just, you know, maybe maybe go to the grocery store now that Thanksgiving's over and buy yourself a little something nice. You know, maybe get a nice rack of ribs or, you know, some, some I don't know, some pork belly or just, just, just put something together. Give yourself a little treat for next weekend because you don't have to, you don't have to sweat anything. You don't have to sweat it. Just... Everything is coasting until next Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. So uh, what we will we will do is we will make sure uh, once we know where Notre Dame lands, I'm sure we'll do a show. We'll figure out when we actually want that to happen because, you know, there's weird selection Sunday type thing. Because yeah. I highly doubt the Army-Navy game is really going to be a factor in it. If it is, hey, whatever. No. If, nope. <laughs> if Navy, nope. uh, honestly, you know what? If Navy beating Army is the thing that makes sure both Cincinnati and Notre Dame Yikes. <laughs> can make the playoffs, Yikes. that would, you know what? And if I'm the playoff committee, I do it. I, I'll take another stay at the Gaylord Texan on the fucking house. 
Go go ahead. I mean, Kate- the president's trophy winning Navy team. You know, that's a huge. <laughs> okay. And if it were mm. for Army defeating Navy, Notre Dame would have made it. God, that would be fucking yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. No Honestly, that would be <laughs> for for any as many dumb things that can happen in this sport. That would by far be the dumbest is for that scenario to come out for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's going to wrap it up for us, y'all. Of course, we will be on patreon.com slash ND text to talk more national recap stuff. Oh, oh there's a lot to talk <laughs> about and I, I'm about to get ranty. I'm, I feel it. I feel it coming before that. <laughs> thank you for joining us over here on this show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We got left over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. Join us over at Discord or HerLittleSons.com slash Discord. Make sure to give us a follow over at Twitch.tv slash HerLittleSons for whatever the postseason sim or sims may end up happening. Of course, you can find us at HerLittleSons.com. Till next time, y'all, go Irish. Have a good one. Have a good one.